0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Season 2, Episode 47 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this episode of Hit the Books. On this week's episode, we got some free agency dealings in the NBA and NFL, as well as some news in the NHL, MLB, some golf, and more to round out this episode Let's start off like we do each and every week by introducing my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Ace, let's start off with you this week. What do you got for us, buddy?
1: Yeah, nothing too much heating up out here. So getting really into summer. Uh, Got some baseball flowing. Got some good off-season news coming as well in all the leagues. So looking forward to talking about it with the boys and get going this week.
0: Good stuff there, buddy. Mackie, let's shoot over to you next. What do you got for us, man?
2: Uh, Yeah, basically same old. We're in a... Again, dog days of the summer. I know we say it every week, but it's just so hard to get through each week with uh only MLB. But um card's been a little slow. We'll get that picked up. Um pretty bad day today, but you know, there's ups and downs to the season, so we'll be back.
0: Yeah, MLB cards rough. We're getting cooked. And let's finish it off here with Huff. Huff has a visitor yet again, Max. Oh looks like he might be leaving, but Huff here another week. What do you got for us?
3: Yeah, what's going on everyone? Uh, happy to be back another week here. Uh, like we said, not too much not too much going on in the sports world, but uh we're here to make the most of it uh with what we got. A uh, couple interesting topics I'd like to hear everyone's opinions on, so I'm excited to get into things here.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, ready for yet another week here. Just about time that we jump right on in. Our starting segment for this week's episode is Top 3 Sports Nicknames of All Time. Just something to get us going, start the episode off who wants to get us started?
3: I'll go here. Um, I had probably about five or six honorable mentions I could throw in here, just uh, similar to the one I think Mackie said last week. There's so many honorable mentions, he's not even going to get into it. So uh, That's going to be me here. Um, Number three, this is my one, my kind of homer pick. I know it's not necessarily one of the better ones, but just growing up hearing it all the time. Number three, I'm going to go with Sid the Kid. Uh, Great, had obviously the greatness to live up to it and uh, all the accolades to go with it. Great nickname. Uh, even in his older years. I mean, I know I still call him it. A lot of people I mean, around here at least still do, but throughout his younger years, that's what he was known as. Uh, Number two, I'm going to go the Black Mamba. Whenever I say that, you all know who I'm talking about. Kobe, um, one of my favorite basketball players of all time, an iconic nickname. Uh, Everyone tries to mimic the the Mamba mentality and all that. So uh, definitely going to go with Kobe, the Black Mamba at number two. And then number one, I think this is the most badass sports nickname of all time. It's it's primetime. Simple as that. Primetime. Deion Sanders. I uh, loved him as number one. Uh, that's always been my favorite sports nickname. Uh, I think that's, I mean, you get that name. It's when when's Deion come to play in the primetime? Anytime. Uh, I love that at number one. Like I said, too many of my honorable mentions to throw in there, but uh, those are three of my favorites. For sure, that number one is uh, definitely my favorite of all time.
0: I like that list stuff. I do.
1: Oh, I was muted there, Huff. I was excited to say something. My, I normally talk to my brother before we jump on the pod, and I was talking about some of our segments today. And when I mentioned this one, quick uh, at the end, he's like, "Ah, oh, he's like, I don't know who I'd go with." We said, "I know definitely Huff is going to have Prime as one of his, and then you come out and have it as your top one. That's great."
3: <laughs> yeah, it had to be one. That's that, that dude. That's the most hard. That's the hardest thing thing of all sports, in my opinion. I can't like. I'm interested to hear your guys' top three because. Obviously, I think two and three, I, those are kind of like guys I'm a fan of, so there's some some bias behind the name there. But number one, I think Primetime's the coolest nickname of all time.
1: Yeah, I have, I have one similar one to you, so I'll, I'll definitely get into mine here, make it short and sweet. Coming at number three, I'm going to go with Mr. Hockey. Shout out to Gordie Howe. I mean, rest in peace, of course, but best nickname you could have of all time, in my opinion. The great one's pretty cool, but Mr. Hockey, just being known as that, shout out to him. Uh, coming in at number two, also had the Black Mamba. Shout out to Kobe. Um, one of the reasons I love basketball today. So rest in peace to him as well. And number one, I'm going to go with Big Poppy. Homer pick, but like that's a classic. David Ortiz, how, how clutch he's been. Best designated hitter of all time. All the World Series rings. Coming back to Boston after the bombing, saying this is my fucking city. Um, gotta love David Ortiz. Big poppy, number one nickname for me.
0: I like that David Ortiz one. That is a good one. I didn't think of that one.
1: Of course, he's the, thought of it. Yeah, he's the boy.
3: That's a great choice. I didn't even think of that one.
1: I, I didn't even do any research on these either. I just kind of thought of them off my the top of my head. I was like, all right, two of my favorite players, one for each sport, and then Mr. Hawk he's just cool, in my opinion.
3: No Johnny Football up there for you, Ace?
1: No, no, he's a dog, but um, I don't know. His career's kind of shitty, so he ruined
2: himself.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, if he, he that's a kind of nickname if you have a good pro career. That's an all-time nickname.
2: Of course. All right, I can get into mine. Um, we all had this one, but I'm going to go Black Mamba, obviously an iconic uh, nickname, and uh, Kobe's a dog. So um, that's my number three. Number two is going to be the great one. I know Ace kind of threw, uh, threw the other hockey nickname in it, or the other iconic hockey name nickname in there, but uh, you got to go with the best, athlete, or the best four major sport athlete of all time, in my opinion, most dominant in uh, any sport. And uh, number one, I'm going to go with the Juice is Loose, OJ Simpson. Um, iconic for two reasons, and um, one of them being football, and the other, uh, I think we, need, I think we a little bit that. Off the, a little bit of off the field. That's a yeah. good <laughs> there is yeah. out on that little, one. A little off is the out. field antics, but uh, yeah, the Juice is Loose is an iconic phrase. I love it. I like
1: it just for the Bronco.
2: Ford Bronco.
1: Iconic. He was going faster there when he was uh, breaking gaps for touchdowns back in
2: the day. I'd say he's a uh, he's a better running back than murderer.
0: I mean, you might be wrong. That's a good one, Mackie. That's a really fucking good one.
3: That's one I definitely didn't think about throwing in there. Not because it's a bad one, I just didn't even think of it.
0: Just so you know, Huff. A lot of it's very hard to hear you. You got to be close to your mic. <clears throat> all right i'm gonna jump into my three here i definitely didn't go the top three route i definitely went my favorite three is the route but uh three i went Mario lemieux the nhl super mario it's a good one after him coming back from his injury and all that and just keep playing the game loving the game number two jerome bettis the bus. i always loved him as a kid and especially in pittsburgh like just him being that killer running back style like so much fun to watch And number one,
3: that's definitely a top one for
0: sure. And number one, very interesting one that I don't think any of you would ever think of. Douglas Murray Huff, do you remember his uh, his nickname? Crankshaft. Crankshaft. There were people around the arena in Pittsburgh, and I know other cities, with signs saying "Put it in my five hole crankshaft," and I just thought it was the funniest thing. I was in like middle school, and we had him on the team for like a year or two. He was so slow. But, oh, my God, it was a, the funniest thing That's ever. That's a
3: dude that had, like, one goal in, like, four seasons. Yep. I don't I mean, even he had know like who the, that is. He, had is like that a, he was a defensive defenseman. The Steel, they're the Steelers. The Penguins had him in, like, what, 2013? Yeah. yeah. Stanley Cup champion, then? No. No. He would have been with us, like, when the Kings and Blackhawks were winning.
1: I was going to say, the first two that Jesse picked were uh, perennial champions, you know? I mean, I just remember the bus tearing it up back in the day. He was the guy you didn't want to see on the goal line. Yeah, and got a lot of good ones out there in Pittsburgh. No, Mean Joe Green.
0: I thought about Green it. Was, I was just thinking that.
3: that that was one of mine that I was gonna put in there, but I had to have. That's Kobe more iconic
1: it. than best, I'd say.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like none of us said, Doctor J. I
2: <laughs> was thinking about that. Too. I was put up. the answer in there too. It's
0: iconic, but I was you're gonna right.
3: do the King, LeBron.
2: Yeah, but I didn't want to be that dick
1: rider. You <laughs> just said the white mamba, then the black mamba.
0: What
3: the? What? What was Austin Reeves' nickname that he tried to get everyone to stop AR-15? calling AR fifteen or something?
2: Yeah, Yeah. hate
1: to see nickname. that. Yeah, he got banned.
2: I think that's a sleeper top three. AR fifteen.
3: It is pretty cool.
1: There's so many good ones though. You could just keep going on for days on it.
3: Oh, yeah. That's You're what right. I mean. That's why I said there's too many honorable mentions to like, actually sit down and be like, this is my honorable mention. If you looked like, into I every sport,
1: long. too, there's so many of them. I was going to say, you could do them by sport. Yeah. Good list, boys.
0: Yeah, that was really good, Huff. I agree. All right, boys. Why don't we jump into some sports here? The MLB, I think, is first on the docket. How are rankings for this past week Very similar to last week. Just, I think, one change here. Number five, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Number four, the Texas Rangers. Number three, the Baltimore Orioles. Number two, the Tampa Bay Rays. And coming in at number one again, the Atlanta Braves. What are we we thinking here as we go into this week here? July 17th, these are as of. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that... uh you and you and Mackie didn't eke out those Rays for the number two spot. I know that the the Orioles have probably been playing better baseball of late, but I feel like you got to give them that that number two spot just at least one more week. And this is going to be very telling for the O's here. But they dropped two in a row.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. The Rays are just—I mean, the Orioles are just so good right now, and the Rays are actually just not playing good baseball at all. That's the only reason I had the Orioles over the Rays. But um, yeah, there. I mean, they, I think they still have a game on them if I'm not wrong.
0: Yeah, um, it's they, getting they
2: real close. Yeah. Getting real close. So, um, those Orioles are are good though. I saw a stat today. Um, they haven't lost like 70 straight series. If they haven't got swept, which is actually like insane if you think about it. Um, so that's consistency from a team that you wouldn't think would be there. Yeah,
1: and there's there's a lot of those teams that you've seen in our top five that don't really need much of a discussion. I actually want to touch on some of those teams that are sitting right outside of the race because that that changes a bit more frequently. Um, I think Matthew's talking about the Brewers a bit. A lot of people salty the Marlins aren't there. Um, I know the whole AL East is on the tails of the the Raisin Orioles, and then you also have the Diamondbacks as well. So what do you guys think about some of those outliers?
3: I I don't know. Back to what you guys were saying about those Orioles, though. I, I think I, I was sitting there, I wanted to put them at that two spot, and then I was kind of looking at the standings, looking at the past week and kind of really looking at the scores. Um, I don't know. I think the I think the Orioles are definitely kind of like with the situation that we had with the Braves, waiting to pass up the waiting to pass up the Rays and to get that one spot. I think we're seeing that happen with this Orioles team, and like you said, that could be next week. But a couple of these other spots, um, I don't know. There's there's too many. I haven't actually watched too much in the past week. I kind of took like a lighter week on the diamond, but um, I don't know who who else. I don't know if, if anyone else wants to jump in. Here. Top, I just top to say series for the Marlins the here. I'll
1: say that, Mac. Yeah, I know they're sitting right outside, but they've been getting beat up by the Cards here.
2: Yeah, they definitely fell out a little. I'd I'd say the teams on the cusp. You got the Blue Jays up there now. Blue Jays are playing really good baseball. That um, was I'd the that the was the one. Right there. I was going to yeah. say
3: they've had a, they've kind of spiked back up after having a shitty start to the season. Yeah, they're definitely. too good not to. Yeah.
1: And look but at Manoa. A- he, we talked about the downfalls of Manoa. He actually bounced back. I know he didn't pitch too great. I think he was pitching today or yesterday, but yesterday. His, his, fir- his first start back in the MLB, it was pretty dominant, and it was, it was good to see him yeah. up.
2: And- yeah, but that pitch clock is beating his ass. I saw it yesterday. He had a 2 count against Soto. Uh, Soto worked 3-2, and he's like eight, nine pitches into the at-bat, and you can see him trying to catch his breath before each pitch. And then Soto took him yard for a two-run shot. But um, I mean, uh, yeah, he had a good... He had a good game last game, but uh, that, that pitch clock is definitely beating his ass.
1: Yeah, that AL East is a, is a slaughterhouse. I mean, it's going to be crazy to see who ends up coming out of it now that the Rays have fallen back to earth. Um, It's funny because so many of them will be leading in any other division. I know we've hit on the, the Twins a couple of times, even though they're leading their division, not even close to the top five, in my opinion. That whole division's garbage. But, uh, yeah, the Diamondbacks, I know they had that exciting win yesterday. They've fallen off a bit, too. So I'm looking at teams like the Brewers. They always have success of most recent years. They're going to be popping up, and they're leading their division now. The Reds as well, still playing great baseball. But
0: yeah, I like the Brewers as well. Their ace. I mean, I took them the one game they lost out in the last like five or six or something like that. I'm like, come on. I mean, but, but they have I, those it,
1: veterans. They've it, been winning that division how many years in a row now, right?
0: Yeah, seriously. And then, like, I think the series before this one was against the Reds. And like you said, you're like, Jesse, I can't believe you're not on the Reds. And I was like, because I didn't know. I, like, I was starting to like the Brewers. Like they were starting to be that Reds fill-in for me. And I'm like, but here we are. I didn't take them at all in that series. But what are you going to do?
1: They're in another tough spot this week as well. Um, I know the Brewers have a tough matchup this week. Can't think of who it is off the top of my head. They got
2: the Braves next. Mac,
1: Mac, you remember a few weeks ago when I was talking to you about those Phillies? I know we were talking about your Mets as well. I was like, one of them is going to turn the corner and make a push towards the playoffs. It seems like it's the Philadelphia team, huh?
2: Oh, Philly's been good, yeah. Um, I mean, they were the more expected team. They've been the more consistent team over the years, or over the season. Um, I mean, even though neither team was that good in the first 45, 50 games. But they just had more of an upside, and you're seeing it now. They're hitting a streak.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, they have so much potential with that lineup and then that pitching staff they have as well. I think you could see them creep back into the NL East playoffs um, if they have not already. Probably surpass the Marlins soon. I think they're going to fall off a bit. A lot of young guys. Um, but I, I'm just interested to see that terrible division I touched on earlier. Who's going to come out of it? The Tigers are starting to play decent baseball. The White Sox have some star power. The Twins are up there, but I don't think they're that good. It's it, That's a tough one for me.
3: He's back to what you were saying. The the Phillies are half a game out of a wild card spot right now behind no, the, they the hold Diamondbacks. It. Or do they, they, hold they have it.
2: it? Yeah, they they have a game over the Marlins.
3: Okay. Okay. You're right. Yeah, and I was I was, looking, I was looking at it wrong. I'm looking at the same thing. I just read that wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm not expecting a turn
1: back Red. anytime soon.
2: Oh, so you're looking at a half a game behind the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah, so they have that last wild card spot. Diamondbacks have a half a game on them. Giants have a game and a half on them. Okay. Okay. Okay.
3: Yeah, I just looked at that wrong. That that game back, the plus, and then did the whole numbers just
2: confused me. Yeah, well, they added that they're a wild card team, so.
3: That's why I'm confused. I always forget they fucking added that. So the dash is they have it. Okay.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, Phillies are looking good. Marlins are skidding. Reds have lost six in a row, too. Um, obviously, Padres are kind of scary. They're sitting seven and a half back. I don't know. It's going to be a tough race.
3: What, and which I mean, there's rumors the Giants could be the Giants could be one of these teams that land uh, Otani if the if the Angels end up shopping him. I mean, that'd be an interesting spot for him to go to. They said he wants to stay out west. Obviously, the Dodgers are going to be probably the favorite to sign him. Dodgers and obviously the Yankees, all the big the big spenders. But there's talks of them listening to trades for him before the end of the season. And I think the Giants. People are saying the Giants are probably going to be the favorite to land him if it, if it is via trade.
2: Here's my thing. I mean, they just lost out on Aaron Judge. They were willing to spend the $550 million. Now yeah. is your time to do that. I yeah. mean, they're probably going to offer him the most. They want that guy.
3: I'd like to see him go there. I think that'd be a cool switch up compared to the normal, you know, oh, shit, he went to the Dodgers, he went to the Yankees, he went to the Dodgers, he went to the Yankees. Like, bring another fucking team into this. Like, I get not every team spending that kind of money, but, I mean... Yeah, they're Watch gonna have the to MLB. give up. They're ge- They're gonna have to spend the money to if they're gonna give up what they're gonna give up to get them in a trade.
2: That's the MLB. You always have the same team because no salary caps. They just offer a shit ton of money. But um, yeah. Dude, I, mean, I saw
3: something. The Padres are gonna be a favorite to sign them too. Like, where the fuck are the Padres getting all this money?
2: Dude, they could just take it out of their pocket.
3: It's crazy. It's truly like they act like the MLB. They just if they want guys, they truly just go get them. When they when you you have an owner that wants to spend. I mean, that's what happened with the Mets when he first got
2: there. I mean, yeah, he just took it out of his pocket, dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, He's, that's it's a flaw in the system. But that's why it's, the MLB is always so top heavy and always will.
0: Yeah, we had a pretty electric night of baseball on Tuesday night. Twelve teams in the MLB scored double digits for the first time since 1894, coming in at the second of all time of number of games with double digits, just shy of the record of 13 games. Three games ended a with a width of score of 11 to 10 on the same day for the first time in MLB history. So just an electric game of baseball, something like 203 runs scored on Tuesday night, which is unfathoming across what like 20 games like just crazy
3: i was only what i mean we were at the we were at the pirate game shout out shout out to my people at mgm you know who you are but uh shout out for the tickets appreciate that but i uh, saw my pirates give up uh one of these 10 run games and watch the guardians beat us i think it was 10 to 1 the final but had the nerfy that shit was cooked before we even got an out mitch keller looked terrible so uh definitely the Guardians came to play last night. I didn't keep track of too many of these other games. I know you guys said uh, that Diamondbacks-Braves game got pretty out of hand, and I saw some highlights. The guy in front of me at the game was watching it. Um, I just kept my eye on the score, and what was the final score? 16-13, to 13. so yeah. both t- both teams scoring over 10 in that one. That's looking like almost like a lacrosse score, I feel like, but um, I don't know. I wasn't keeping up with that. I saw Austin <laughs> Riley had a multi-home run game, had a big game for the Braves, but in a losing effort, so – I also saw that Corbin Carroll highlight, but Mackie, were you watching that game?
2: Uh, no, I wasn't. I was watching the Met game for most of the night, but I just kept checking his score, and it was like ridiculous. It was two nothing, then five two, then seven five, then ten. It was a good.
1: It was a good watch. I'll tell you that. I I had the MLB big big inning up, so they were always up. Uh, you know, taking over that with all the runs. But Corbin Carroll, I mean, he was swiping bags, hitting triples and singles. The whole lineup though for both teams was popping off. But at the same time, there's other games. There's an eleven ten Giants Reds game. There was fifteen runs from the Cubs. Um, I mean, there's high scores all over the place last night. Probably was the best day in baseball, in my opinion. It if, is as long as you're not a
2: pitcher.
0: That's what they're looking for, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I texted you guys when it was in like a first inning of like the first like seven yeah. games, seven o'clock games, and it was like three nothing, four nothing, five nothing, three nothing, four nothing. And I was like, what is going on? And the consistency was all night. Even the, t- the Twins, last game of the night, won 10-3. Um, putting up numbers. Cool. Balls Fun the
1: and a lot of the games They're are tears. competitive, though. Like I know that Cubs game ended 15-3 over the Nats, but there was back-and-forth games all night. The, the lead changes in that Diamondbacks-Braves game, the lead changes in the Reds and Giants, um, the Mets almost blowing that 11-10 win. David Robertson was t- begging to sell that game, but they held on. I mean,
2: oh, it, it was it was more than David Robertson. It was a, it was a group effort in that whole thing.
1: Yeah, Mackie's wearing it on the chin. I mean, I was I almost live, I almost texted you when it was 6 to 1 in a live at him, and then I texted you after I was following it on the ESPN app early. And I was like, 6-2, they just narrowly escaped disaster. They had the bait, like runners on second and third, no outs. I was like, oof, it's going to get close and then it ended up being closer than it should have been.
2: Against the White Sox. 11 there, runs. Not even a good al- team. 11 runs, and you got to sweat the victory. That's crazy. (laughs) That's just the vibe of last night, though. I mean, three teams scored over 13 points or 13 runs. That's ridiculous.
0: Honestly, it's just fathoming to have that many runs in one day of baseball, but we'll probably see it again here.
2: Good day day to take that grand salami, Mackie. Yeah. (laughs) I don't take it for baseball. I'm going to start, though.
0: You should. That's my
2: hockey bet.
0: All right, boys, next point I have here. In the same game that Joey Voto is it Voto or yeah. Voto Vado. In the same game that Joey Vado became the second player in Reds franchise history to reach the 350 home run mark, Camilo Duvall became the first pitcher to 30 saves this season as the San Francisco Giants continue to surge in the NL West. Which of these two NL teams had a better chance of cracking the playoffs this season, boys? That's Definitely a
2: tough the Giants. Definitely.
0: Yeah, you guys started saying that.
1: Such a tough call.
2: Reds are sliding. I think the Giants are overall the better team. Giants are slept on. 13 games over 500 right now.
1: The way I look at it is that the divisions are very different looking. That NL West is a beast. Meanwhile, all you have to really do is fight with the lowly brewers. I mean, I know we're saying they're good, but it's not like a juggernaut.
2: Yeah, if you're talking about division winners, I don't think the Giants are going to have to win a division. I don't think they're if the reds want to get there i don't think they're going to they're going to beat out the Brewers at this point brewers are playing really good baseball Reds they're kind of showing um who we thought they were going to be this year even though obviously there's still four games over 500. it's it's not really they have no security right now in my
1: opinion yeah they're a young team and i feel like they're definitely gonna face hurdles in the second half especially with the pitching staff the way it is but i'm not really sold on that giants lineup i think it's pretty light honestly and um, they have a tougher schedule down in the stretch. I mean, you got to think it leans favoring the team from the NL Central rather than the team in the NL West. They're going to play some high-intensity high games versus the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. And uh, you got the Padres still fighting for their lives as well. Um, nothing free out there.
2: The new schedule is you don't really play your division that often. You play every team now. So you don't, your divisional games are decreased.
1: Yeah, I just, I just feel like a lot more pressure on the Giants than the Reds. But either of those teams, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they both end up missing the playoffs. Honestly, um, I, I like some. Of, I like some of those other guys, like the Phillies. Um, I think the Padres could still turn it up. I know it's a skip and a hope right now, but there's a lot better teams in my opinion than those two. But we'll see with the expanded wildcard spots.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to see the Giants sneak in there. That's a team that I always kind of sneaky root for. They don't really have any like big name this year. I've always. One guy I've always liked is Jock Peterson, and he's been having a pretty decent year for them. Uh, they have him at TH, Yastrzemski. They don't really have any guys that are like true superstars, um, but I don't know. This team I've always root for, I always liked their uniforms when I was younger, whenever they were doing, when they won the World Series with what, Lince Camposi. Uh, I love that team, and that's, I mean, they haven't been too great since, but um, that's that'd be a team I'd like to see get back in there for sure.
1: I just like, I mean, if anything, I wouldn't mind seeing the uh, Bay in the postseason
3: exactly that, that that's half the reason i like that team because of their stadium i've never been yeah. there. that's obviously the one i want to go to
2: i'm big on the giants too ever since they won me that plus 1200 future bet i i've just loved them what was
1: your plus 1200 future on
2: dude i got them to win the division in like 20 21 i want to say to win the division like 40 games into the season they're like 13 games over already and they're plus 1200 because the dodgers obviously but um I took it and, it and they were up like 14 games, like halfway through the season. And it came down to the, literally the last game of the season. But it hit. That's,
1: that's a crazy cash.
2: Yeah, that was nice. Probably my best cash ever.
0: Lots of good stuff there, boys. Uh, we got a little scheduling update for next season. They announced the 2024 international schedule. Games being played in various parts of the world. March 9th through 10th will be the Rays and the Red Sox in Santo Domingo. March 20th to 21st, Dodgers and Padres in Seoul, South Korea. April 27th to 28th, Rockies versus Astros in Mexico City. June 8th to 9th, Mets versus Phillies in London, United Kingdom. The Dodgers and the Padres will be opening their season in the Seoul Series. So, some pretty interesting stuff that they're announcing uh, in the MLB. Cool to see these international games, especially, you know, we know we we like them in the NFL and uh, the NHL ones are all right. But what do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say that compared to the NFL, I mean, I like how these leagues are expanding out there. Get some more viewership, bring some more dollars, and just get some more hype around the world. Maybe see those contracts inflate in the salary caps as well. Not so much, obviously, in baseball, but.
3: I, I get all these other matchups. How'd they come up with Rockies-Astros?
1: <laughs> Probably just Rockies haven't been anywhere. The Astros are one of the best teams in the MLB that's
3: what I mean
2: Rockies Astros Rockies
3: Astros they're just sending the Rockies to Mexico to get slaughtered they're
2: sending a high elevation team to go play in higher elevation oh yeah Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that
1: maybe they're just like they're used to it but another over game for sure definitely slap that game one next year rather than game two when it gets inflated Dodgers Padres and uh, South Korea is dope yeah that's a sick series especially the two west coast teams it makes sense they definitely have a fan base
0: It'll be on at like 6 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, shortest plane ride. Good stuff there. Next one I have. We already knew the MVP frontrunner, Shohei Otani, leads the MLB in home runs. But you know that he's now the league leader in triples after last night's win over the Yankees. He sits with seven triples on the season. Just another impressive feat for the boy.
1: Surprising to me. I mean he's a like he's a pitcher. Like think about other pitchers that especially lights out pitchers. And then he's a home run hitter. But oh wait, he's also very fast too. Like what does this guy not do?
3: Did you see his bad flip the other night? No. Yeah, one? against the 80s. on um, what
1: his 30 second home run?
3: That 35, dude. It's it it wasn't the best bad flip, because but, but he nuked that ball. It got out of there. It didn't look I didn't think it looked like it was getting out of there. No, I he, wasn't watching
2: that game, but he knew it was out. He knew it was out. I was yeah. <laughs> playing poker with my boys, and it was three-one, and he bet on the Yankees. And he was like, "Watch, Otani's up, two-run shot. Two pitches later, he hits the mm-hmm. home run. This guy is so good. You guys I've think? Watched- uh, you guys think he breaks the record? He Breaks Aaron Judge's record?
3: Yeah. It's crazy considering he, he
1: pitches every five days. But I do. I do. Um, I kind of. I don't think. To I don't freaking. think he smokes
3: it. I think he just. I think he. I think he beats it though. You got to remember if you look
1: at the pace, he's on that pace to just beat it narrowly. Well, I think that's exactly what it will do.
2: Ninety-six games in, I think they were like exact even. But um, if you remember last season, Judge was stuck at sixty for like a month. Yeah, I remember that he couldn't get sixty-one or sixty-two, and then he got it. Got it in like the last like five. It felt like it felt like to get from
3: sixty-one to sixty-two to sixty-three. Those last three took like three weeks. He only gets sixty-two. The way I
2: look at it or is you know what I mean, the, the like yeah.
3: 60, 61, 62.
2: Yeah. Those pitchers I mean, the last don't want
1: to be that guy that gives up that home run. He was also getting I could walked definitely like showcase crazy. His, his exactly. Pitch
2: around them. Yeah, which is kind of messed up, but he's going for a record. Give him a damn pitch.
1: Half those yeah, teams I mean, weren't even in a playoff race. You want to be that, that no-name reliever in the history books?
2: Yeah, that's how you get your name out there. Not for a good thing.
1: Uh, I alluded to it did. in our breaking news earlier in the week. Um, do you guys think he gets dealt by the deadline as a rental piece?
2: Who? Batani. Yeah, I, he He was minus odds. I think he was minus 140 to, to be, uh, be uh, traded by the deadline, which is crazy. Think about the haul you have to give up, though.
1: You have to have such a deep prospect pool. That's why I allude to the Rays, the Orioles. But, like, that's such a haul you got to give up for, like, half a season. I know you could get a World Series, but, like, he's probably not re-signing.
2: How badass would it be if the Angels shipped him off at the deadline and then re-signed him next season on his contract year? <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you I, gotta
0: I thought,
1: give up. I thought the, I thought the Red Sox were gonna do that with Mookie Betts.
0: righty, boys. Yeah, now that we're officially in the second half of the MLB season, why don't we get an updated uh, World Series championship pick from everybody? I got the odds right here. The Braves are leading the pack at plus three forty. Dodgers behind them at plus four thirty. Rays behind them at plus 500, Astros plus 850, Rangers plus 950, and the Toronto Blue Jays plus 1900. So a big gap there, but that's going to round out the top six. I think I read there six. Yeah.
2: The the futures odds are very so much through, through uh, each sports, sports book.
1: You're right. I thought you were going to say it throughout the season because of all the dips and tip trips and no, turns. But
2: Blue, Blue Jays are 1500 on drafting. We're, just,
1: oh, we're, we're, giving a, we're giving a straight shot answer here. I'm definitely going to go with the Astros, a team that's still playing great baseball. They're missing stars like Jose Altuve and Jordan Alvarez. They're coming back soon. Their pitching staff's going to get healthier as well. I mean, that's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs, and I feel like a lot of teams go and feared. I know a lot of people hate them, but at this halfway point, I feel like there's great value on the Houston Astros to win the World Series
3: that's I actually have a future on them to, to win the AL. So I got it at plus 350 when I had a free bet on uh, MGM at one point I threw it on that I, I just like the money and like I think Mackie made the point that they have a better chance to win the al than to win their own division because the way that the Rangers started out uh, and I I do agree with that I li- I like that World Series pick for for the Astros I definitely like them to get there uh, I think the easy pick is you're gonna hear a lot of people say the Braves I'd love to see a Braves Astros World Series I think that'd be great uh that's a rematch correct yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see that. Give me give me Braves Astros. I think that's the easy answer, but I'm not sold on these Rays. Uh, I I think the Dodgers will die off, but I, I I like Atlanta to to run through the NL. It's not going to be as easy as it's or as it seems, but I I think they will get there.
2: Yeah, I don't know how you can't pick Atlanta to be up there. I mean, sitting at three three. What you say three forty odds plus three forty? Hmm. Um. It's obviously not the best odds, so I wouldn't. Really- place that bet but i mean this team is just so good so dominant i, th- I think that they uh really set themselves a- apart from the league i think they're at a different level um not even just like right now all season they've been consistent 30 games over 500 already um so almost half the season to go so i like this Braves team i also like the blue jays as a sleeper they have good odds plus 1900 and that team's getting really hot they have the lineup for it they have the pitching for it um they get hot at the right time and they can
3: they keep Manoa off the field.
2: Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll trim that rotation down.
1: I mean, with Gausman, Berrios, and uh, they got a few other guys. Kikuchi pitching well. I know Kikuchi that.
2: is pitching pretty well past
1: it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that team's deep. And then, like you said, their lineup's gross as well. That's some good odds at plus 1,500. I definitely saw some value with the Astros as well at plus 850. So definitely why I threw it there with a safer play. Anyone else that jumps into your mind maybe is a value play? in the NL um, or AL I think, Mets no yeah. Eight, I think the Orioles 8, would be a fun
3: bet for the AL
1: Orioles I, mean, I was thinking maybe Phillies
3: the Giants no. buy the Giants now if you think the, if you think Otani's getting moved wherever you think Otani's getting moved I'd buy a future on that team
1: that'd be a trade and then sign I think I think he'd sign if he went to a West Coast team Loki. If he's getting shipped somewhere where he doesn't want to resign it's going to be in the middle of the country or out east. But I I think that that Phillies team, I know that you probably can find good value on the Giants, but the Phillies team actually has the star power, the talent, and they've great odds right now and they've been there before.
3: I'm trying to find the odds on the Phillies.
1: Like think about 17. Giants, Giants and Phillies, like that Phillies team, they they had the most talent out of any of these wild card contenders.
3: Yeah, I'm not sold on the Padres like Yankees. No, I, I like the Orioles. That, that's probably my value pick, I guess you'd say, plus 2,000.
2: Yeah, I like the Orioles too, but I don't think they'll get there this year.
3: Yeah, me either.
1: I'll go all right, so I'll go pick 850 with the Astros, value 1900 with the Phil's. Yeah, I'll go Braves 3 plus
2: 340 is so my pick, and my value is definitely the Blue Jays plus 1900. I'm going Braves Astros. I don't love the Astros. I really don't like the way But that's baseball. good odds. They, uh, they don't even have Altuve, Altuve and Alvarez. And Alvarez are not back, but I don't know. I don't, I don't love it. The staff is going to get healthier too.
3: And they've been there, done that. Mm. How many I'm times? I'm so
1: too? deep. And you got to think, Jose Abreu, he's, if they get in the postseason, I know he's had a down year, but he's gonna, a guy that can show up in the postseason.
3: I thought that was a huge signing for them when they brought him in.
1: A bit past his prime, but definitely thought he was going to perform better. But as long as they get to the playoffs, does not matter how we did during the season?
3: I was going to say exactly like they're a team. They're ready for the they're ready for the postseason as soon as the season starts. And I don't think they really expected Texas to do what they're doing. I actually saw a stat today. Texas is on their first six game win streak of the season. So you're telling me that team has been that hot all year and they've they've never won back or swept back to back series. I was kind of surprised about that.
1: That means they haven't had many ups and downs. They've probably just been consistently consistently.
3: Good. Yeah, they go like four and two every 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 other series. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they'll
1: like, take a series two to one every time. Yeah. Um. One thing I want to say though, I mean, we got to see how it shakes out. But they're not that far ahead of the Astros anymore. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised once Altuve and Jordan come back if they can flop ahead of them.
2: You want to see? You want to see division odds for them?
1: Yeah. I'm gonna say it's like um, two fifteen for the Astros. 120 for the Astros, minus yeah, 150
3: for the Rangers. They're two games back, aren't they? I couldn't tell you. Let me look. I can look at that, Mackie. Four and a half.
2: Four and a half? Yeah, I I think the Rangers will keep that pace. I think they'll end up winning that division, but uh, it's definitely going to be a pretty tight race towards the end of the season.
1: Do you think those Astros still find their way into the postseason, though? Yeah,
2: definitely. I think they're definitely a postseason team, but they could get a tough... Tough matchup, um, first
0: first series, though. So. Alrighty, boys, lots of good stuff there out of the MLB. We're in that second half of the season, so just keep trekking along until we get to this the start of the NFL, the NHL, and the MLB or the uh, NBA. Let's shift our focus over to the NHL. The first point I have here is Alex Galchenyuk announced on Twitter that he will be checking into the NHL and NHLPA player assistant program following his recent arrest. Some details on his arrest: he was. The 29-year-old was arrested on charges of private property, hit-and-run, disorderly conduct, failure to obey, resisting arrest, and threatening or intimidating. Galchenyuk, who was born in the United States to Belarusian parents, said he could make one phone call to connections in Russia and you're all dead, according to police. We also, He also allegedly told a cop he was going to chop you, your wife, and your daughter he was released from the Kytos just 12 days after signing a one-year deal with them. The move came less than a week after his arrest. So just honestly mad. So this is stunt. what
3: happened. I never knew what happened. No, I knew.
2: It. He was also saying like, a bunch of racist things. Yeah. But, um, I guess he just hopped up on something.
0: Damn. Yeah, or
2: he's just drugged out. Could be doing crack.
0: Something, yeah.
3: dude. Damn that's i don't have much to say holy shit that's that's something yeah because i i think last week was the one whenever i put it in there that the nhlpa was looking into why he was cut so fast and i bet they found this and they were like yeah let's do what we can to keep this story under wraps like we don't need this to get out
2: <laughs> not hitting the front page the nhl does not need this Oh, no. how the mighty have fallen though galtrinic they- was
1: once a star player in the league and now he's uh toughest point of his life
3: you, you know what's crazy it, like i was just gonna say that's a perfect point Ace, he's not even that good anymore if this happened in the nba to any bench player this would be front page of espn hmm. even 100%. nfl front page it could yeah, be a definitely. practice squad player in the nfl would in the you NFL. call the nhl a better
1: league for keeping this under the table though while he deals with himself, i think
2: it's just easier because they're the nhl and they're not the nfl or nba they don't the i was NHL gonna say i don't think they could
1: so differently though
2: I mean, the do. NHL already yeah. has that racist aspect to them that people are already kind of accept, yeah, in
0: um, the wrong way. But
2: I think th- this was pretty important that they didn't want it to get out, considering he did say racist things in the middle of it. But um, I don't know. I I think it, if the NFL and the NBA would not be. I was going to say, but yeah, I was going to say, as long as
3: you know what I mean when I say that, the NFL and the NBA, they would not even be able to get, they wouldn't even be able to know about it before it was already on the front page of something.
1: You hate to see news like that, though.
0: Yeah, it honestly is terrible. Because you know that's not him. We all know it's not him. Alrighty, righty, boys, let's get to some, uh, some better news here. But Patrick Kane is yet to ink a new deal heading into the new season. He recently stated that he's feeling young and has a lot to offer. Where do we think he ends up? got end up somewhere. What do we think?
1: I put this in there and I'm not too sure where I think he ends up, but I know he has a place in the NHL, especially today's NHL.
3: Yeah, I I think they'll find it. He'll find a spot that that he'll fit. I mean, I thought he was going to go into that Rangers team and light things up, which I mean, he started out alright, but Mackie, don't you think he was pretty underperforming in a, in the red, white and blue?
2: Um, yeah, he definitely I mean, I didn't really but I didn't expect what everybody else expected from him. I mean, I know he's old. and he has. A I expected hit.
3: more from Tarasenko than Kane.
2: Tarasenko did well though. A lot more no, I know that I,
3: I'm not shit talking Tarasenko. I expected more. I'm not saying like, I did expect more from Tarasenko than Kane, but like, I feel like he was underwhelming. Like the, all, Dude, the big three was
2: in the playoffs though. It was so weird. Cause like the first two games of the playoffs Kane was probably the best player on the ice. And then the last five, it looked like he had no idea what he was doing out there. Very weird. I, I don't think he ever found his way with this team. Um, I think there's still potential for it if he does end up re-signing, but I think that's kind of off the table at this point. I don't think Drury really wants to. I'm pretty sure Drury would have figured it out by now if he was going to um, keep him on the team. But yeah, uh, he did have surgery this year, this offseason, so he could maybe be back to normal a little better um, this upcoming season. But I think he definitely still has a lot to offer in this league.
1: I think I a cool know. fit for him would be someone, I don't know if they could make the money work, but someone like Dallas, I think they just lost Max Domi. That's a team on the cusp of winning a Stanley Cup, and they could add him like the Rangers did, but with a full offseason, I think he might have more impact, especially on the culture down there in uh, Dallas, bring some winning culture.
3: That That's a good point. I was going to say, I don't know if they, same situation, I don't know if they have the money or what what it would look like, but a team I not, also wouldn't want to see him go to is the Islanders that I think he would fit well with, uh, add some skill to that kind of deep, deep team. Be the centerpiece really, of their team. Yeah, Islanders, Islanders. That would be a good Islanders, fit. <laughs> they could Islanders definitely
2: pay him. Out. Islanders miss out on every single player they're supposed to get.
1: I think if he already didn't they're like not playing a big New York for the Rangers, though.
2: he's not going to go to the Isles.
3: That's that's exactly what I'm saying. I just think I think that would be a decent fit for him. It, give him more of the spotlight like he had in Chicago. Not saying I think he wants the, that, but
1: end of his career, I think he's got to go south. Um, either one of these southern or western teams, like a lot of those older NHL veterans do. L.A. In, Kings. Uh, yeah, someone like that. I would say the Panthers, but I know they wouldn't. They don't need them. But someone south. I think Dallas would be a good fit. But
3: L. A. would we'll be see. kind of a cool spot to see him in L. A.
1: No way they're affording him after that Anze Kopitar deal.
3: <laughs> yeah, they they gave Anze Kopitar half the franchise, and now they they can't afford anyone else.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm hyped to see it. We'll definitely keep you guys updated on this one, but I have a feeling it's going to be coming within the next month.
0: Good stuff there, boys. Yeah, NHL's heating up. We got that season coming up, you know, beginning of October. Definitely going to see some more trades and pickups and things as we get closer to that season. Let's shift our focus over to the NFL. The first one I got here. Some of the biggest names in the league weren't able to reach agreements on new deals with their respective teams. The Franchise tag deadline came and went on Monday. And running backs Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley will be among those who plan to sit out training camp. Raiders and the Giants are not expected to see Jacobs and Barkley until later this summer. What does this mean for the two top five running backs for this season?
3: This is interesting. Things is getting, things are getting really interesting in the NFL for uh, running backs. We saw a lot of the running backs speaking out on this. Uh, a lot of them on social media, Najee Harris, uh, Austin Eckler, a lot of them were coming to defend a lot of these running backs that are going to be sitting out to, to defend themselves. And I saved a couple of these things. I read, uh, I'll get into some of what these players uh, put out on social media. Derrick Henry said at this point, just take the running back position out of the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like they don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. Jonathan Taylor, if you're good enough, they'll find you. If you work hard enough, you'll succeed. If you succeed, you boost the organization, and then it doesn't matter if you're a running back. A lot of these just... And then Austin Eckler had my favorite one. This is kind of trash that has artificially devalued one of the most important positions in the game Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back, and they act like we are what, what's that say? Discountable, discardable widgets. I can't. I can support any running back doing whatever it takes to get his bag. So a lot of McCaffrey, Najee, a lot of other guys speaking out. And then uh, one other thing I saw: an anonymous NFL GM uh, on the current running back market said, "I'd rather draft one very high and let him walk after five years than pay them big money."
2: One thing I have to say about this, which I do agree. Um, running backs do get underpaid, and I don't really know why. The average
3: weird, for but. running backs
2: has actually gone down
3: in the past three it's, years.
2: It's 2.6, and the average for a kicker is like 3.4. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand why they're so undervalued. But if you think about it, last few running backs to win the Super Bowl have not been guys you would think to win. It's not the top guys, top five guys. One was Leonard Fournette, which like, granted, okay, he's decent, but he's not a top five running back. Wouldn't even put him top ten. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire... Um, Isaiah Pacheco, like the, these guys are not top five running backs in the league. They're not not even really top ten. And no, it's been a weird trend with that. But I mean, I don't think running backs win championships.
1: I I, I agree with you that you, I uh, I agree with the NFL execs and coaches as well that it's better to reuse the the site cy- recycle those running backs and get the fresh legs in. But to counterpoint your uh, stat that I see almost everywhere about these salaries of starting running backs in the NFL and you don't need a great one to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but the only position you really need a great one at is quarterback. You could say the same about almost every other position, too. I mean, I know there's probably some exceptions there, but like that means other positions are undervalued, too. Like, how many stud middle linebackers have have won the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? But going back on that, another reason for the uh, lower running back salary compared to kicker, too, is you roster four, and only one of them is really getting paid if if he's getting paid at all. So... I mean, those are some counterpoints to that, but I do agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't value that running back position too much, but I do think there's a place, and some of these teams that have no passing game could definitely look into upgrading their running game with one of these stud running backs.
2: Yeah, but when you think of the best players on a team, you're thinking of the quarterback, running back. You're thinking of the skill positions. You, you would assume the skill positions get paid the most, and they just don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong there, but the depth at which they go through is also uh messes with that that average
2: but i'm well, eager to
1: see average, where these guys sign who's going to be the first one to sign that i'm not even talking about the guys who are holding out because that's a whole different story but the guys like zeke cook fournette there's a lot of good free agent running backs out there Whole running back market is crazy
3: I agree. There's, I mean, there's obviously a lot, and there's a reason they're still available too. Because I think this is what's happening with uh, what's going on. No one wants to pay him.
1: I hope a good running back can go on to win a Super Bowl this year to break that trend. Because I think there's a big place in the game for a big ball, bell cow running back to tote the rock thirty plus times a game. You can win with that style of football still.
2: Who, who is the Phillies running back?
1: Miles and they Sanders. And they won it. Wait, no, who are we talking I, about?
3: Like Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi, and they had yeah. like a committee. Jordan Howard. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, like when the Boy Patriots it last, who did they have? James White. I mean, the, the Patriots. Like,
1: Blunt. The Patriots skew all these. The Patriots and Chiefs skew all these because you have arguably the two best quarterbacks of all time Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Like those, they're better than everybody. They're going to end with more rings than anybody else all time. And they're skewing this because they don't need running backs.
2: Okay, but think about okay. Let's go back. Jamal Charles never won one. Darian Tomlinson never won one. Adrian no, I Peterson, agree with you. I agree with you. I just I mean, I the just, best uh, running backs don't have rings.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I still think there's a big place to them, and you can get to the postseason. I don't think that the reason that teams don't win, I think they contribute. Good running backs contribute to team success.
2: No, I agree, but it's I don't I don't think it's skewed because of Tom Brady and Mahomes. I think. I mean that's what it, I think. It means more that running back can't win a Super Bowl by themselves, obviously, because they're just not. Well, just not the best really.
1: quarterbacks win the Super Bowls. Even outside of Brady and Mahomes, a lot of really good quarterbacks win them as well. And uh, you're putting your money elsewhere. So, I think the quarterbacks the most important position. So those teams with the running backs usually get phased out in the conference round and the divisional round.
3: Yeah, for sure. But I I think he's saying it's like you can't you can't spend 16 million on a running back and expect to go far whenever you need that money elsewhere. This is a salary cap league. Like you can't be given the guy that's getting if in today's NFL, these these running backs are getting 30, 20 touches a game. It's not even like the old school. Like when we were growing up and guys were getting 30, 35 touches a game. Like, yeah, there's some, you know, your Derrick Henry where he's still going to bully ball for 30 a game. But I don't know. I just think. A lot of these teams, like when you have your running back eating up a lot of salary, that's why I'm very interested to see what the Steelers do with Najee Harris in the next couple of years. Uh, obviously, kind of a underperforming last season after being very overused and abused his rookie year. Um, but we'll have to see what comes with a lot of these young running backs because I think it's going to be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, it's such a such a tough call on all these. Like I agree with all the points you guys are saying. Just trying to bring up a different viewpoint. Um, one thing to think about, though, is do some of these former teams that lost the Super Bowl have a better chance at winning if they got one of these top-end guys. Say you added... Um, if Saquon Barkley right was now, on the Eagles last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the Miles Cincinnati Sanders Bengals. was a dog
2: last
3: year.
1: Joe Mixon yeah, but, was a dog no, the year before. That's what I'm saying, but no, these guys are much better than that.
3: There's a there's that second tier. Mac, we'll even go McCaffrey. Okay.
2: Well, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna add Derek Henry to one of those teams, then yeah, it's different. But that's like saying if you add Pat Mahomes, then you like.
1: No, but it's not. There's a there's a lot of guys better than Miles Sanders and Joe Mixon that aren't getting paid.
2: Joe Mixon's definitely up there. I would I wouldn't say a lot of guys are better than him. But All the guys Sanders, holding out right now are though,
1: that are getting not screwed like over. Zeke. I wouldn't. Ec- I probably no, wouldn't I'm even saying Barkley, right and now.
2: Henry. Those are three for you. Oh, oh, holding out. Okay. Um, Jacobs. Yeah. You had yeah. those guys. you had any of those guys to the Eagles last year? I think they could have won that game. Well, I they think if the they called the pass if they didn't call the pass interference and <laughs> they, they the would have won the game. <laughs> <laughs> if you had yeah, a guy yeah. like him, of course you're gonna win the game. But um I know what you're saying. Yeah, it does make sense. But I, I just mean, just way to you think about it. I think they gotta when, get paid at some point. But when you think of a team, when you think of a winning team, you need a quarterback, you need him you need to have someone for him to throw it to, and you need people to protect him. So you have your receivers, your quarterback and in your line, and then there's no money to go to that running back when you've an entire defense to fund as well.
1: Agreed. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because these guys have the skill to get paid, but will they?
2: Is the question. would rather
3: it's a smarter move to pay your five offensive linemen top-tier money and plug any guy in at running back in my opinion. And I mean, it, it, it is. Well, it look is. at
1: look at my team the whole career. I I've, I've learned that from the Belichick mantra like my whole life i mean we and, haven't needed a running back
2: and you saw six super bowls for that exact reason because you had yeah the best quarterback in the league you had 90 percent of the time the best receiver in the league or best person to throw it to and the line was stacked as well that, yeah, that's, that's the recipe to winning winning a championship in the nfl and that's why the teams of the best running backs don't win because they're, they're running backs making too much money and, and money's not going somewhere
1: yeah, no, I agree. They just had to bring up the other side of the coin. That's what these running backs are thinking nowadays.
2: Sucks. Sucks to be yeah, running like back. Even,
3: the, even the Steelers. Like, the Steelers are a good example. We took Najee in the first round, what, two years ago? This going into his third year, something like that. And we, he has Jalen Warren right behind him. That's, like, a very good second option. And I'm yeah. a huge Najee guy. I just I also love really fresh legs.
1: I like yeah. fresh legs. Yeah. Like Pacheco, even better last year because... Not only was he a rookie, but he set out the first half of the year, so those legs were ready to go, and you saw it in the Super Bowl.
3: That's why I made the point that I made about Zeke a couple weeks ago when we were talking about where will he go. I think he's best fitted to go to a new situation like that where he's not the top guy or not necessarily, it's kind of like a 1A, 1B situation, because in his older years, if he's only getting 18 carries, 15 to 18 carries a game, he can make the most out of those, whereas... He's expected to get four yards on third and four, or a tough t- second and six, and needs to make it third and short kind of situation. I just feel like it's a better sit- better fit in the NFL now for these running backs. Like, if they're not gonna, if they're not, if they're gonna abuse you when you're the star, the, and they keep talking about the the running backs are gonna make their own union and this all this bullshit, they should just start doing what the NFL does and just team up with each other and be like, all right, let's both go sign here and we're both gonna split twenty carries a game, whatever. I mean, they they they'll never do that because the money won't line up, but. I mean, if they don't want to get used and abused like that, that's what they'd have to do.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because these guys definitely deserve a spot in the league.
3: I saw someone say they should just learn how to throw and then they could play quarterback.
1: <laughs> Literally, I mean, that's one thing we didn't even say. The running, the quarterbacks nowadays taking away running touches from their running back.
2: Yeah, like there's no reason for a team like the Eagles or the Raven Ravens to go out and, and spend Bears. twelve million dollars, thirteen million dollars on a running back when you have Cardinals, that option. Cardinals, every time he Bears. rolls out, see,
3: I kind of, th- I kind, I kind of think there is. I think it would be kind of, a i think it would be kind of a cool fit if the Ravens had a good running back.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, but, I, I always I, thought they should have gotten Dalvin Cook because then you could have like the best of both
2: worlds with your read option, but. They just yeah, like you truly
3: this. don't know where that ball is going.
2: Yeah, a team like the Ravens probably could because they don't even have the receivers. Yeah, they don't pay. On. They don't pay the they receivers. All they do
3: is pay their defense. Like that's all they care about.
2: But the you know the Eagles have their money elsewhere, and that's why they're in Super Bowl last year.
0: Yeah, you guys said it. The running backs are definitely getting the short end of the stick, but I have a feeling that's going to change here in the next few years. So we'll definitely keep tabs on that. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys and running back Tony Pollard have not reached an agreement on a long-term extension before Monday's 4 p.m. deadline for franchise players to sign long-term deals this season. Pollard will now play on his one-year franchise deal before becoming a free agent at the end of this upcoming season. Mackie, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, it'll be pretty Dallas to lose two, two good running backs in two years, so looking forward to him leaving next year. This
3: this is exactly what I'm talking about though. He's a young up and coming running back, and they're already ready to not pay him.
2: <laughs> yeah, like he's done something wrong. Like you, you just kicked out your franchise running back. I was gonna say, back. all he's gonna... done
3: is sit behind Zeke, come in and just do exactly what's asked of him. He had a hell of a year last year coming in. That's a, that's the reason they got rid of Zeke. They know they're good with him. They have him on a one year deal, and like they're basically already saying like, yeah, we'll see how you do as the starter, which is a good thing. Like I see what they're saying. Like he hasn't been a true number one running back in the NFL, and. Obviously, the Cowboys have their eyes set on the playoffs. We'll have to see what kind of year he has going towards the playoffs and throughout the year. Obviously, pending, he stays healthy the whole year. But I just – that's exactly what I'm talking about. They're already like – he's – we when, when Zeke moved out, we were all like, oh, yeah, the Pollard. That's Pollard's team now. That's going to be Pollard's team. And it's like in a year that he could be on his way out, like Mackie just said.
0: Correct. Yeah, cr- crazy stuff. I mean – Again, all about that running back era. We'll see what happens. Next up, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins has officially agreed to a two-year deal with the Tennessee Titans. I know we were talking about that, uh, I think, last week. So, what are you guys thinking?
3: Ace, you can hit that want-want button for this one. Uh, that's a big L for him, if you ask me. Nah, here's
2: the when he comes in and says that he didn't even want him.
1: No, the, the big thing is... Uh, I think that's where careers go to die. I mean, look at it, Randy Moss. But uh, AB play there at all? No, I don't know. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys. No, there was a ten- few I saw. There was yeah. yeah. You go to Tennessee for your career to die, and I was getting into it on Twitter. Julio, the other- yeah, Julio with someone the other day talking about how they think Ryan Tannehill's the Messiah and whatnot. You saw that on our replies on our tweet about Huff's uh, Minute Monday reel regarding Hopkins. But I don't think he teeters the the spectrum at all for the um. I still think this is the, the divi- Jaguars not even, division not even not only lose. did their
3: Super Bowl odds not change, their division odds didn't even change.
1: No, because <laughs> they don't funny. throw In the that ball, ball much division. as it is. They they had I don't understand why you do that. When you're trying to develop some young guys like Traylon Burks, you're gonna add D hop now?
2: I mean, they they didn't, didn't want to pay for I was just gonna say they did not want to pay AJ Brown. Brown, but you're willing to pay the money for thirty five year old DeAndre Hopkins. Says a lot about that team when they can never win. Yeah. Unless well, they're sending unless, unless they're sending Tom Brady down to Tampa. For as good as he is, though,
1: I I do uh I do I do like DeAndre Hopkins. I hope he balls out there. Hope for some more highlights like the 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 Hail Murray, like when he was in uh, Arizona. Yeah. In some of those Texans days.
3: I saw someone say DeAndre Hopkins might have might be going for the all worst NFL uniform career. Texans, Texans color rush, Texans the color cardinals rush, Titans. The graphic of it is brutal. It's like the Cardinals, like all red jerseys with the white helmet, and like uh the Texans, like all blue color rush, and then the Titans, all blue color rush. It looks brutal.
2: Those are actually ugly ass jerseys.
1: <laughs> he's a bag. He's a bag chaser, not a rain chaser. All yeah.
3: He was posting that stuff like he's so excited to play with Derrick Henry. It's like, dude, you're so excited to get fifteen million dollars.
1: We've only seen Derrick Henry throw one touchdown pass. He's not throwing it to you very
3: often. <laughs> yeah, like what are you? I get it. that's what I was saying. I'm like, good. This kind of stuff you'd want to see a receiver posting with the quarterback, but he doesn't really know who the quarterback is right now. So
1: when when Ryan Tannehill is questionable and ending up as out for multiple weeks in a row, and Malik Willis is throwing for fifty yards a game, I'm sure he might regret taking twelve million. I was going to say but...
2: yards a game.
3: Malik Willis is throwing maybe his stat line would be like 9 for 16, 68 yards and two picks. Yeah. Remember that prime t- <coughs> that prime time game versus the Chiefs? Yeah. Did not he put up a fight? I think isn't that the one that he, he they Titans covered that game, didn't they? Yeah, they went to overtime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. But do you remember Malik Willis's stat line in his debut? No. No.
1: I think he threw for less than 100 yards, maybe less so than was 80 So it similar yards. to
3: what I just said, maybe without the pick. Yeah. I'm so excited for football.
0: We're getting there. We're getting there. 50 days away. The next one I have here is linebacker Alex Highsmith, and the Pittsburgh Steelers have agreed to terms on a four-year, $68 million extension. It's kind of hitting home here. Huff, what do you think?
3: I, I like this deal. I did not see this coming uh, when Ace sent me that. I didn't. That was the first I heard of it. I looked it up and obviously found the article about it. I uh, saw the Steelers posting about it this morning. I like the move. But I Initially, I didn't know what kind of money they were going to pay him, how kind of long-term it was going to be. I like the deal. You secure the other side. Uh, you got your star on the one side with TJ Watt. Now we get uh, Alex Highsmith back there. Like, Ace, you made the thing about Devin Bush. He didn't really work out, so Highsmith ended up getting the money there. I think is kind of the situation. We got Minka back there. I really like what we have on the defensive side of the ball going into this year. And um, I think it's a good move to secure one of your young guys for uh, four more years.
1: Yeah, you got you to gotta hope that he really lives up to that paycheck because that's asking a lot, in my opinion, for a guy that wasn't as highly of a touted of a prospect. Some of these other names, I, I'm thinking maybe they're just keeping pace with the Ravens after they uh, gave the bag to Roquan. So, I mean, Highsmith, the that whole defense is gonna be good no matter what. I like the Tomlin defenses all the time. Surprised they give up that much money to keep him, but let's see if he if he earns it.
3: He's Tomlin's big on him. I that, I didn't think they were gonna lose him. I wasn't too big on him in his rookie year, but he's he's grown on me. I do I have started to like him a lot more.
0: I definitely like Steelers,
3: that. The Steelers are wide receiver and linebacker just factories. They're just fine guys. Other than Devin Bush, he was a dud, but. We've been good with linebackers and linebackers and receivers.
1: Yeah, he wasn't really a project or built by the system anyways. Bush was more of just a top prospect that didn't live up to the hype.
0: Yeah,
3: a lottery pick that just was a bust.
0: Let's move forward back again with another week of positional rankings heading into the new season. This week, we're going to shift our focus to the defensive side of the ball, starting with the most skilled group, the cornerbacks. Who wants to get us going on this one?
1: I definitely want to get us going because I have a list that is definitely very different than the boys. Um, I know that they're going to have some, they're going to be mad about my first honorable mention, but I'll get right into it. So coming in at my honorable mention, I got Patrick Sertain. At number five, I have Jair Alexander. Number four, Darius Slay. Number three, Jalen Ramsey. Number two, Marshawn Lattimore. And number one, I went with Sauce Gardner. I mean, it's it's it seems like a pretty tough list. I know you guys probably have Sertain up there. Um, I like some of these experienced names, though. Like, Lat. he's locked down. I think he's one of the most slept-on guys. Ramsey's still him. I know that he's had his gaffes, mostly in that Super Bowl. Um, And we've seen him get burnt a few times, but you don't want to see him line up against you. And then Darius Slay, after the year he just had, I know you can attribute that to the pass rush mostly. But with those Eagles, they went to the Super Bowl, and he's him. And you saw him lock down Justin Jefferson. Uh, I think he had, like, two interceptions of Kirk Cousins when they matched up top receiver in the league versus one of the top cornerbacks, so... Got to have him at four. And then my boy Jair, getting him in there at five. Um, Got to love it. And Sauce, don't even need to say anything enough said. Do I do expect some regression for, for Sauce Carter this year.
2: That's a good list. I actually do like that list. Um, I can get into mine. I'm going to give my honorable mentions to both Cowboys, uh, uh, Stefan Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. Not quite cop, uh, Not quite getting into that top, t- uh, top five, but they're uh, definitely right there. Number five, I'm going to go Marshawn Lattimore. Um, number four, Jair Alexander. Uh, number three, Darius Slay. Number two, I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner. And number one, I'm going to go with Jalen Ramsey. Um, Sauce definitely has the potential to be number one. But um, I want to see him prove it for another year for us. I know he had a good year last year, but he's, he was a rookie last year. So prove it again, and he'll definitely take over that reign. But you got to give it to the vet right now.
1: Yeah, Mackie, it's crazy that you went with Jalen Ramsey number one. I honestly didn't think any of you guys would have Jalen Ramsey as number one anymore, but I thought about putting him up there, but I, I dropped him down a few pegs. So I think his prime's past him, but he's definitely the guy. When you think of top cornerbacks, you're like, oh, I don't want to see Jalen Ramsey every week.
2: You go- you are thinking of Jalen Ramsey. You think the best cornerback in the league, 90, 90% of people are thinking of Jalen Ramsey, even if the stats haven't been there the last season or since the Super Bowl, but uh, he's definitely He's, right. he's he's on the scouting report every week. We'll say
1: that. Yeah. But the Trayvon Diggs, love that honorable mention. I'm higher than on him than most other people, because I know that he gets burnt sometimes, but that's like not liking a home run hitter that ha- hits for a low average. Those interceptions are so crucial. The turnovers are so important in today's NFL. In my opinion, he's put up double digits and uh, he gets some help now with the former number one overall cornerback, Stefan Gilmore. So I expect the two of them to ball out down in Dallas this year.
0: Alrighty, I'll go. I'll run my list off here. Number five, I got Stefan Gilmore, Mackey. I was, I was going between him and Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I know him and Lattermore and Trayvon Diggs. But those are my three for that top five position, but I just couldn't decide, so I went with Stephon Gilmore for sure. But number four, Patrick Sertain. Number three, Darius Slay. Number two, Jalen Ramsey, and number one, Sauce Gardner. I mean, I think it's just similar to your guys' list, but just different.
1: Yeah, I'm not even happy about the number one pick like you, Jesse, yeah. with Sauce Gardner. But like the numbers don't lie. But I think he, I, I don't know about you, but I think he regresses a bit this year. He's not going to be bad by any means. When but you, I think he
0: falls out. When you said that, I actually kind of agree. I think he, I don't know, he might like come out hot and then just like plateau or like start are slow a or thing. like you know, it, I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's going to do one of the, one of the following. Yeah, I believe in the sophomore slump,
1: especially in a good division. Think about who he has to cover: Stephon Diggs and Tyree Kill twice a year, and uh, I don't know. Jets—they're going to have the spotlight on them now. I mean, they didn't really last year, but they're going to—he's going to be looked at to be the guy on one of the teams that's supposed to be contending. Maybe
0: Absolutely. the hard knocks will get to him. Yeah.
3: I have a—I have a, obviously a pretty similar names uh, to Ace, they're different order. My honorable mention is actually going to be Jalen Ramsey. Um, uh, with, with the cornerback position, I value the young legs, similar to the running back position. Uh, that's short prime, my top three, uh, you'll see that. Number five, I got Marshawn Lattimore. Number four, Jair Alexander. Not necessarily a fan of his personality. I think he's kind of a weird dude, but great dude. Or a hell of a football player on the field. Number three, I don't know if anyone said uh, Tariq Woolen. I got him in here, the young uh, corner up in Seattle. I really liked what he did last year with the Seahawks. Number two, I'm going to go Sauce Gardner at two. And number one, I'm going to put my guy Pat Sertain. I think uh, the the consistency that he's brought to that Denver Broncos defense uh, is going to be the reason I put him up there at number one. Uh, like A said, I need to I I just need to see another year out of Sauce before I can put him at the number one spot.
1: Yeah, I knew you, I should have known you're going to go with your Denver boy. You love Rossi, loves thirteen. I mean, he's he's a lockdown corner. I got him sitting just outside of my five, giving respect to the OGs. Corners but,
3: are so like there's no set in stone, but mine nah. obviously the theme with mine is I obviously put the three young heads up top.
1: Two things you really got to remember, too, when you're looking at cornerback ratings is how good is the pass rush that supports them and then how well they fare against some of the top receivers. That's why I have Slay in my top five. I think when him him shutting down Justin Jefferson and then having a Super Bowl type year, I mean, that's just elite and uh, he's one of the better personalities, unlike Jair, like you said. I'm surprised you have Woolen that high, though. I think his potential, his ceiling is there. I think he's, uh, for me, he's outside of my top eight right now, but he's definitely got the potential to scoot into the top five with Oh. Top three similar performance.
3: It's cool. Yeah, I know, but I know what you mean. So I feel like it is early, but I, I he was I he was think... underrated too. He
1: wasn't uh, as highly drafted as Sauce. Yeah, right? absolutely.
3: Where did no. he go? Was he a first I rounder? Kn- I don't know. I don't think he was a first rounder. Yeah. But I mean, even last year, I hear I can look that up. Even like last year, a lot of people like just playing up in Seattle, a team that didn't have a lot of expectations. No, everyone kind of forgot about him. Him and Quandre Diggs in that defensive backfield. I think that's a pretty, pretty nice. Uh, as close up as there they can get
1: to the recreation of the Legion of Boom.
3: Tariq Woolen was picked 153rd overall.
1: Exactly, great, great value. I want to see another year of it before I put him anywhere up there. But what he displayed last year, it's it's coming. The speed itself is just blinding.
3: Yeah, the little guy. Actually, how big is he? He's not that small. He's just fast.
1: Yeah. He's thin, I think. A lot of these I like guys that,
3: are. That's what I like with Sertain and Sauce is they're 6'2 corners that are 208 pounds, 205 pounds.
1: and Willen,
3: 6'4. Damn, so he's definitely not. He's bigger, he's bigger than all. 6'4, uh,
1: 209. It's like fitting your perfect Huff's top three cornerbacks all fit his perfect profile for what he wants on the field. I was
3: gonna say for a perfect cornerback, that's that's what you want to be. Six three, six four. Would you say two oh nine? Yeah. Damn, he's that fast? Fuck, he's a big...
1: You get those two guys, you get two of those three on the outside, you put someone like Trayvon Diggs in the slot, boy, that would be one hell of a secondary.
3: Yeah, that'd be... pretty. You can't throw on that team. No.
1: (laughs) Imagine Trayvon Diggs is like a second option on your cornerback depth chart. I mean, the chances he takes and the home runs he hits with those turnovers.
3: He'd he'd end up playing like slot... Not like yeah. slot linebacker, but like slot, just kind of like shadow quarterback more than I feel like actually cover a receiver. If he wasn't the top guy,
1: yeah, he'd be covering that slot for sure. Good list though. I, I like the the cornerback position, ever changing stuff. So when we do this again next year, you know that I wouldn't be surprised if half those lists are completely different. I was
3: gonna say two of these, two of the guys from my list will probably not be in there, and there'll probably you know what I mean, two or three random guys that slide in.
0: Yeah.
3: Every year there is.
0: Yeah, boys, that's a good one. Cornerbacks, big spot there. So what are we doing next week, Ace?
1: Uh, I think we're going to drop back, stay in the defensive backfield, drop back to safeties, group together strong and free. Cool. So we like know that. who's
2: number one there. So, oh, I wonder who. He maker. might he might be a Steeler. He might be. He's pretty Maybe.
1: good. He's a game changer. I love him on the kick uh, on the special teams.
2: He's
3: a dog. That was the best first-round pick the Steelers ever used. He's going to be my number one, number
1: one, too. You think? I can't think of mine off the top of my head. There's a lot of good ones, though. There's a yeah, lot. There's a
3: lot.
0: Good stuff there, boys. Next up is there's been three players named to the notorious 99 club for the upcoming season. The group consists of Justin Jefferson of the Vikings, Zach Martin of the Cowboys, and Aaron Donald of the Rams. With their positional rating releases continuing over the next few days, who else do we think joins this elite group? Mahomes,
1: <laughs> anybody else? I don't know.
3: Mahomes, Kelsey, Tucker. They'll both. They'll both be Tucker. it. I-, I don't know. Tucker. Who's the defensive guy that's going to be it? It's Donald already.
2: I know, but there's u- there's usually two. You think yeah. Sauce
3: gets it? No, no, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> not even close. Imagine
2: that. Imagine that'd be so bad. now nah, maybe T.J. Watt. I think I will there like ninety eight, ninety seven. No,
1: they maybe been- dropped the edge rig he didn't get that. What did he oh, get? So like who's a, left? The 98. I, I think he's 98, maybe.
3: That's who's like... left. Uh, I think the quarterbacks,
1: maybe the tight ends. Kelsey and Mahomes are two of them.
3: I don't
1: think, think Kelsey.
2: I don't think they give it to both of them. Yeah, I think this
3: is the one year they'll give it to both of them.
1: They just won the Super know. Bowl again, and you gotta you say like, oh, he's getting old. He's got to be on a decline. But what does he do wrong? He Draws not. double coverage every play. I'm thinking definitely definitely Patrick Mahomes. That's the easy answer. But I, I don't know if we'll see another one. We'll be interested though. Justin Jefferson, shout out to the boy, best receiver in the league. Uh Zach definitely Martin. deserved.
2: What what did they give TJ Watt? he's like a ninety eight. It's gotta be ninety eight. That's Jack such a clear.
3: cock. They're like, Yeah, you're a ninety eight. Did Sorry, you see the did you see
1: the report from Zach Martin today kind of going in conjunction with his ninety nine overall rating, talk about how he's yeah. criminally underpaid?
3: I sent that to you guys. I was like, and he might consider sitting out.
2: He saw his rating and he was like, "Fuck this! I need more money." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Now that'll suck, though. Another thing going wrong for this fucking team. Sorry, like, he's so angry. All
1: right, here we go. Uh, T.J. Watt. Oh, that's just power moves. I thought it was the overall. I was gonna say what.
3: Yeah, they, I hate it? when they show me those kinds of numbers, and then I get confused because I immediately think overall two ways.
2: What was it? No, here
3: we go. They'll Nick show you like Bosa's their power move rating. It's like I don't care.
1: TJ Watson 94. He's the fourth ranked in Madden. In Madden, he's ranked fourth out of all edge rushers. At number one, you have Nick Bosa, then Miles Garrett, then Micah Parsons, then TJ Watt. Jeez. Probably, be- you know what definitely contributes to that though is being off well, the field for so many games last year.
2: They they love Micah as well. I don't I don't know if I'd put Micah over. To watch just yet i would are you kidding me dude TJ watch a dog bro when he's on the field the Steelers are literally just a different team dude literally like most- last year when he played we won when he didn't play many many games, games did it- he miss the huff no i remember they were like two and oh or one and one with him maybe then they're like one and seven they come back and he and they win a game yeah it- How- he was the he's the most impactful player out of every dn out there i,
1: think, I, think I
2: definitely him. put
3: him over miles garrett yeah. Also, I don't. Miles
2: Garrett's Mister Consistent, though. Yeah, I
1: don't. Think about don't that. Know. How bad that Browns defense is. If you take Miles Garrett off that Browns defense, they're literally nothing. I think I'd love you love to You take DJ Watt off that Steelers defense. They, we saw
2: no, that they were literally nothing.
1: I think it's because of the injuries. Just coming off injury, missing too many games.
2: That's the only thing that makes sense. I think he's the most yeah. valuable defensive player in the league.
1: It's crazy though that the Cowboys have two guys rated over ninety coming into this new Madden game. Obviously, you can't take video game ratings. Into too much account, but DeMarcus Lawrence coming at 90 as well. It's pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, they should be good, right? Yeah. They should have good. Super Bowl, shouldn't they? I mean, we <laughs> are just talk
1: about one side of the ball. Other side's Zach, a little overrated.
2: Zach, Zach Martin's in 99.
1: <laughs> yeah, but their running back, that they just cut their starting running back. Their quarterback can't stay on the field. Um, but he's
3: not throwing 10 picks this year.
1: Yeah. Actually, I saw his unders 14 and a half, which I like. I think I'm under fourteen. And a half. I saw thirteen. The problem way. is
2: when you're a quarter. I mean, drop balls, turning interceptions all the time. It don't have to be your fault.
1: No, but I My thought process was he's probably not going to be on the field for every game, so that number is going to be lower. I don't think he's throwing fourteen anyway.
3: It take it takes one two or I don't think he'd have a three pick game. It takes one two pick game to inflate that number.
1: I'll tell you what. Besides Pat, we're going back to those ninety nine ratings. Besides Patrick Mahomes, I mean. Justin Jefferson puts up the most video game-like numbers week in and week out. You see him, like, with 17 catches for 220 yards and two touchdowns in real life.
3: Yeah, that's a good... I mean, that's a good. That's exactly why he got the 99.
1: Yeah. Aaron Donald, I mean, perennial. We went over that, that thing I said in the group chat the other day. It was named the best defensive player over the past decade or 21st century. I think it's got to be Aaron Donald. That guy's. Year in and year out, Super Bowl now, getting triple-teamed, double-teamed, and he still breaks through. He's a walking Hall of Famer. I know he's considered walking away from the game happy he hasn't yet, but that guy's insane. Probably the best defensive player of our lifetime. One of them.
3: One of them, yeah. People forget how good J.J. Watt was just because he was on a bad team.
1: Yeah, but Donald's been doing it longer. I feel like his prime's going to be longer than Watts was by the time he hangs him up.
3: Yeah. Watt had this. Watt had the back to back to back defensive player of the year, and it like wasn't even fucking close though. many I mean, does Donald have, two. I think he has the back to back.
1: Yeah, he has the Garrett's, ring
3: though. Garrett's Garrett and Watt had the crazy year that Donald was up for his third. I think. I could yeah. be wrong on that. Let me look yeah. that up.
1: Donald has that ring though. I mean, that's that's yeah, I take yeah that. absolutely. absolutely absolutely. it into account
3: on the team that drafted him, like
1: yeah. didn't
3: didn't chase it like they they chased the ring they went and signed every fucking player well, he, they could he but just shot his and fault. did his job yeah
1: he's the reason they were able to chase the ring
3: yeah like you got him holding up the defense like he's one he's one defensive player of the year three times Aaron Donald has let me see let me look up jJ watt yeah
1: and he's not even close to done yet he's not even slowing down. If he hangs him up, it's on his own account, not because he doesn't have the All skill right, anymore. Yeah,
3: you're right. They're, they both have three times. Yeah, I guess J.J. Watt's not right there. but J.J. Watt was just so... It seemed like he was so dominant for so long. But, it, I mean, he did have a shorter career.
1: Yeah, injuries really riddled him, but Donald able to stay on the field. I just love the graphics of Aaron Donald beating triple teams.
3: I think the Steelers got the better Watt brother. but We'll see. There's just a lot better defensive explosive. guys right now. More yeah, it's, it's harder now. Like, Watt, TJ's not going to win three de- defensive players of the year only because there's Miles Garrett. Michael Parsons still hasn't won one. Bosa, like, there's all those guys. Like, unless Watt comes out, has, like, a completely healthy 17-game season and goes for however many sacks and sets the record, like, that's the only way I see him getting another one.
1: Yeah, longevity. I don't know. Ne- those like, ne- next, sure. year,
3: next year would be the year to get his second. I'm saying a three is going to be really hard to get.
1: I'm excited to watch those guys come off the edge. It's probably one of the most electrifying things is when those superstar uh, edge rushers light up a quarterback.
3: Blind, like they don't, they don't even see it coming. Too. TJ celebrations so hype.
0: Alrighty, boys, we're just 50 days away from the NFL season. You guys ready?
3: Yeah, that's uh, that's I I've my, I've gotten a, a little bit more interested in this conversation as we've started talking about the NFL. It just gets the blood flowing. <laughs> it, just, it, keeps, yeah, it really it just keeps keeps gets you
2: going. Fantasy, <laughs> like, I'm, right. started th- I'm started started thinking like, about fantasy football. Can turn the red zone now? No, yep, you can't. You're going to keep waiting. Yeah, then reality hits you, and you realize you're still going to be sad for the next seven weeks.
1: Mac, you're sad all year as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> no, I'm still enjoying
3: it. I got a lot. I'm so fucking ready for the NFL season. That's, I mean, because... I don't know, I can handle a couple weeks of the NFL season before NHL and NBA, but once NFL comes, that's, that's when we're back to fall, and that's prime sports.
1: Yeah, and so many question marks, so many things to unravel. It's still a lot that has to unfold before we even get there. We haven't even hit training camp yet. We have a lot of big free agents out there. I mean, they've announced those primetime games. We're buying our tickets. Huff's already got three scheduled NFL games to go to. I'm ready to roll.
0: We're ready. We're ready, boys. We're getting down to the wire. I know Mackie said, you know, seven weeks, but we're getting there. Next up, we got the NBA. The summer, the Vegas Summer League series is, has concluded. The Cleveland Cavaliers are the winner of that. Perfect 6-0 reg- record, finishing it off with a win against the Houston a- Rockets. Jeez, I'm thinking MLB. Uh, Isaiah Mobley wins the Summer League Finals MVP. Dropped the game high, 28 points, 11 rebounds, and a double-double. What do you guys think? Did we enjoy this summer league? I didn't watch any of it, but.
3: I didn't watch any of it. I'll say what I said to you guys uh, when they got that trophy. I do think it's kind of crazy. They get a trophy for only playing six games in a a tournament in the middle of Vegas in the summer. But um, I don't know. Did you did you guys watch any of this? Like once when Benyama was shut down, that was like right when I was going to kind of maybe tune into a Spurs game. But uh, I'm good on waiting for the regular season. I don't need to watch summer league. Yeah, I tuned I think, into a bit think, of it as the, they had actually, it. On wait, the I don't ball mean to cut you before. off. The last summer league game I watched was the Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, those Lakers. Like when they were the like the shit coming Al-Cuzma, in. the baby Lakers. Season.
1: Yeah. Kuzma yeah. popped off.
3: No, I actually tuned
1: into a bit of it. Um, not so much by choice, just the only thing on at the bar, I think on one T V they had Cornhole and the other TV they had NBA Summer League. I was like, All right, well, we're gonna be watching a little bit of the Summer League so i got to see some of those young guys play probably didn't know too many of them but i did get to see Amani bates flexing his his championship ring on instagram i don't know if you guys saw that that's crazy
3: they got like <laughs> these iced out rings Dude, i'd sell that so fast
1: i i read a good story too about a guy i believe he was on the knicks uh did you guys read that as well um the guy that worked his way onto the roster and like was barely guaranteed any minutes in the first few games he kept working and working and working and then he got looks from nba teams it's a good story. I can't remember the name, but definitely a good one to read. I a lot of those guys, that, no. that's how you make a career for yourselves. I mean, summer basketball, not too important to us, but if you're being a fringe guy, you can get to the G League sometimes. It's good.
0: All righty. And our last point in the NBA, LeBron James has once again changed his jersey number. Los Angeles Lakers star switched his number from 6 to 23. How do we think this affects his legacy moving forward?
3: <laughs> I knew you put this in here as soon as I read the last question. How oh, does this <laughs> affect LeBron's his legacy? <laughs> as soon as I read the last question, that's why I started laughing. But I, I sent this. I he needs to just stop switching numbers at this point. I like I feel like he switches every year at this point.
2: Yeah, sure I think mean, he threw a wild card. I we went with like thirty-seven. <laughs> I think the just, um, Lakers.
3: I think I think he probably got in trouble
1: for getting swept in the Western Conference Finals when they could have walked the Lakers into another championship. So they had to agree to selling more merchandise by changing his number back to twenty-three.
3: They missed out on a lot of ticket sales and TV money.
1: Yeah, you make up for it really quick. Oh, LeBron James Changing his number. He looks, yeah, I'll, I'll buy right. I'm
3: ahead. I'm glad he's switching back to twenty-three. When I think of LeBron, I think of twenty-three. I, I never liked the the six in Miami, or I I really didn't like when he just randomly switched to it in L.A. for no reason. Um, I, I like the 23 LeBron Off
1: right here That's why Money Yeah But I, I like the 23 as well I'm, I'm happy Maybe that's a precursor To him going and playing With his son His son will grab six One day
3: we will spot. fucking switch again back to six and then his son will wear 23 or some stupid shit like that but
1: just like everything else it affects his legacy so we had like to make dude it i him.
3: i love him so much but like mackie you said it like i see how people hate him for shit like this it's just like he loves staying in the news like you could he didn't need to announce this i mean sooner or later people would have figured it out like he made, i feel like he made a big deal about it he wanted to make a big deal like i'm doing this out of respect for but he Bill like Russell. posted it
2: he like posts on Instagram. For him? No,
3: I, I don't know how it was announced. I just saw it, but like he does this kind of shit. Like he's, you heard it. At, at, like he's at the SB's like, Perfect example. Like I won't be retiring, and lucky for you guys, that's
2: not today. It's like he's he's such a cornball, <laughs> dude. You're like 40 years old. Yeah, but that's how I he stays him.
1: in the media. He's reminds me of like him and Tom Brady pull out of the same stunts. But uh, I Tom like Brady's I said,
2: way less corny than him, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you
3: say that then LeBron tries for LeBron does it for the cameras more. Yeah, One definitely. Was, yeah.
1: You guys saw my take on LeBron the other day. Root against him. Not the biggest fan of the guy, but I do like LeBron James. Every time he's on TV, it's must watch. Yeah, you have to you it's like that
3: uh that what's that bowling guy with the funny quote? The who do you who think, do you, you, think are, I am? you are? Who do you think you are? Like, dude, just he also, you that dude also drag. has another iconic quote it's like hated or hate whether you hated me or love me you watched <laughs> yeah that was
2: pretty dope too that, that dude has some iconic quotes. that is that is the most badass bowler of all time
3: they have him on part of my take all the time he's actually <laughs> they asked him about all that shit it was so funny that's the only reason i know who he is
2: he's a dog dude <laughs>
0: Good stuff there, boys. Let's shift our focus over to our last point of the show, golf. The Open Championship is this weekend at Royal Liverpool Golf Course in England. 2022 Open Championship champion Cam Smith returned the Claret Jug this past week. I'll be looking to bring it back home. Who are you guys leaning on to take home the hardware this weekend in the UK? I got some of the odds here to run through. Starting it off, Scotty Scheffner is leading the pack at plus 650. Roy McElroy at plus 750. John Rom plus 1200, Brooks Kepka at plus 1800, and Cam Smith at plus 2200. Patrick Cantlay also plus 2200. That's your top six. Uh, anybody else you guys want to hear? What are you thinking?
2: I, whenever I bet golf, I feel like Scotty's definitely the most safe bet ever. Always time. throwing he, him. He's just so consistent. He's always up in the conversation. I know he has the worst odds in that plus 650, but he you know, just can't pop. All, I think he's the only guy that you're almost guaranteed he's going to finish top 10. That's what I was going to say, Mackie. It's nice to have him
1: on your card when you throw in a few long shots because at least you're going to have someone in the the race at the end.
3: He's almost
2: a security blanket. Mackie,
3: Mackie, with what you both just said, I'll give you an interesting one that I heard uh, on that foreplay pod the other day. day They said, and I found it right here on FanDuel, Scotty Scheffler to be in the top 20 after round one is plus 105 on FanDuel.
2: I'd rather, I'd ra- what's the what's his top
3: twenty after final? Just total top twenty, it's probably minus It's probably see. minus
1: like five hundred. Because he is the yeah. type
2: to like shoot even on day one and then shoot yeah, minus I four would, on day two. The day one two that's what I'm on saying. That's why it's minus.
3: plus that's why it's plus money. I'd take the chance on that though. You don't get him plus money for one round like that normally. Yeah, you're not wrong,
1: Huff. It's not bad it's value. Not bad but, bet. but that's like I agree with Mackey on this one. I can't bet early round golf. I have to bet the full thing.
2: I usually don't bet golf until Sunday.
3: I can't find like I do. I, I just do.
1: Look. I do like two or three
2: long shots before, and then. Well, the only reason I usually bet is I'm, I'm sitting there watching golf. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Got You're gonna you're gonna get guys. some skin in the game. Mackie
3: Scotty top twenty for the whole thing is minus three hundred.
1: Yeah, like that's it's not a bad parlay piece good. if you got something else coming. Up.
2: What's he minus or what's the top ten though? I top I ten
3: minus w- minus one fifty five. Oh, oh, that's a good that bet.
2: Big. Minus top five plus one thirty five. Hmm. Nah, it's not worth it. I wish you get like top seven. Top five, right there. It's,
3: I was gonna say, and so many guys tie, and it fucks everything up.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'd go long shot. Colin Kawa plus three thousand. He's pretty consistent as well. I know he has some bad runs here, but I don't know. I, I like him. I think he's been playing well.
3: That was actually one of the ones I had my eyes on. I like the value on that. Uh, I've, I've been liking Brooks. I just feel like John Rom hasn't done much lately. Uh, Rory just for him to, get there. Yeah, I'm not taking Rory. I feel like that's going to be a heavy favorite pick uh, in with him playing over there. Uh, but I, I like that pick, Mackie. The plus 3,000, that's definitely tempting. I'm interested to
1: see the odds for when we get down to Dallas of me and Mackie versus the Zeus I mean, probably coming at plus money, but you want to put the house on that.
2: I don't know if we're gonna be plus money. I'm gonna have that streak, that stroke going, man.
1: I'm gonna be like the guy that just gets interviewed, like, yeah, you know, Mackie's playing fucking great.
2: I'm deleting the Miller lights
1: nah. and the irons, so.
2: <laughs> In Ace the is, irons, Ace is gonna be the one on hole 18 where I chunk mine and he just puts it to three feet.
1: Just like out is, of nowhere, it's like yeah, got you. Yeah, got he you. has like <laughs> se-
2: seven seven good shots all game, but when it matters, he's there. Yeah, that's all that matters. You gotta hit one. Affect score somehow and you're in the game. No, it's gonna be fun though. I'm excited to play golf when we're there. It's gonna be
0: awesome.
1: Excited for the whole trip, get some good content out of it, and definitely uh have a good time
2: down there.
0: Alrighty, I think that's just gonna about wrap up everything we got this week. Lots of good stuff. Fifty days till the NFL season. The boys kind of already preluded to it, but we're going to the Dallas Cowboys New England Patriots game, October, uh first weekend of October. I believe, um, in Dallas, yeah, September 29th. Yeah. Um, so we're real excited to get down there, play some golf, get some content out and see some football, but that's all I got this week, boys. Episode 47 in the books. Got anything else, dad, before we go.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, like normal. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, hopefully some of we have some more uh, news to dive into with some of these NFL uh, free agents and what's going on with some of these teams. But uh, other than that, like we said, thanks for listening. Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, wherever you're listening at. Uh, the whole nine yards on social media. Make sure you're staying tuned for all the daily plays. Other than that, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Hit them books.